Welcome to the School of Radiance podcast. I'm thrilled that you have joined me today. Now, what is radiance? Radiance is the electromagnetic projection of your body, mind, spirit, and energy, as well as other aspects of yourself humming along just fine. How do we become radiant? Join the schoolofradiance.com membership for the cherry on top approach. How to enter a room and have people notice you at the right time in the right way for the right reasons. Have them be attracted to your radiance. This will positively impact your personal and professional relationships and allow you to navigate life with greater ease, beauty, and radiance. This is where I share my behind the scenes, body, mind, spirit, energy, and biohacking and detoxification practices that I don't share anywhere else. Join the membership at theschoolofradiance.com and enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm feeling a little sassy today, so I'm going to talk about some things that I don't usually talk about, but I think is important for you to know in order for you to be your most high vibe, radiant, gorgeous version for not only now, but for many more years to come because on the show, We discuss all things body, mind, spirit, energy, optimization practices, and detoxing in order to help you be your purest, most energized, beautiful, gorgeous, stunning version of yourself. And this is for the ladies and the gents out there. This beauty stuff, this slowing aging stuff, skin stuff, hair growth, hair, skin, nail stuff, it's not just for the ladies. The guys want to look good too. So in today's episode, I'm going to be giving a few very important updates I just did a consultation with a new client, Dana. She is also one of the fabulous fall skin campers hanging out with us in this fallskincamp.com program. Tonight is the last night to access early bird pricing and it goes up $150, so don't miss out. Join the fun, join the community, get access to my skincare, hair care, dermal rolling tutorials, and so much more. One of the things I found really interesting during my session today with Dana was I always enjoy looking at the different products my clients are working with because I get feedback as to if they like this product or if, you know, maybe they're not getting results from this one. And then I also get to take a look at the ingredients. And what I found very interesting was there is a brand that many health influencers are behind and it starts with B and C. So the brand is BC. You'll hear me say this. I'm not going to say like outright what the brand is, but one of the things that I found really interesting was in the BC brand that in their body sunscreen and also their facial sunscreen, there was sulfates. Very interesting. Sulfites and sulfates are used in a lot of skincare and personal care products, and also in things like wine and pharmaceuticals. 
it's somewhat of a stabilizer in my understanding. So say for example, one of the skincare lines that I work with, they actually have sulfates in one of the products. And the reason why that's in there is to keep a specific active stable. And I understand this because not only have I worked with practitioner grade skincare lines and medical rejuvenation, and now I teach it and write academic articles on this stuff since 2011. Now I am also coupling that with, not now, I have for a long time, my understanding of Gen Chem, Organic Chem, and Biochem, and formulations and all that fun stuff. So for me to find a preservative like this in a sunscreen, a mineral sunscreen is unusual because the only time I've seen it as an ingredient is in one other product that is trying to keep a specific ingredient stable that can help to lighten and brighten the skin. That ingredient is hydroquinone. Now, if you're wanting to address things like pigmentation and, and hyperpigmentation, especially through things like extra sun damage, maybe you're a bit, uh, your hormones are a bit off or you have more toxins in the body, you will see more hyperpigmentation develop from a, usually a combination of all of those three aspects. So sometimes some at-home skin brightening products can be helpful. However, there is something for you to know is that if you take hydroquinone for too long, it will actually potentially become a teratrogen. And in Canada, and the UK, they have changed their percentages of hydroquinone that's available to 2%. And in the US, you can still get 4%. Now, there are some issues with hydroquinone because if you use it for too long, it can actually accumulate in the body and produce some toxicity impacts. So this is something you actually have to be guided on by a provider, a practitioner like myself so that you're using it appropriately and you cycle that type of ingredient. So for me to find that in a sunscreen is very unusual. The other thing I did was actually compare the BC sunscreen ingredients to the ingredients in some of the mineral sunscreens that I've used for many years with my clients already. And they keep coming back for more of getting great results. I have like five, six different types of sunscreens that I work with and easily the BC body and face tinted moisturizer sunscreen in a dewy type of effect had about three times the amount of ingredients. And I just feel like when you kind of overcomplicate things, you overcomplicate things. Like why is there that ingredient in their sunscreen? And there must be some other ingredient in there that they need to keep stable. So there's that. Uh, so that was very surprising. I wasn't expecting to see a sulfate in a body and facial sunscreen. Next, I want to talk about red light. And I feel like in the biohacking world, this whole world of optimization, red light is considered, you know, oh, the be all end all. You gotta do red light to support your mitochondria, circadian rhythm, all this stuff. Personally, I have my red light on right now. I have the true light right next to me. I also have my Viva rays on because I'm right in front of a screen with studio lighting. I like red light therapy, but it's not the first thing I recommend you get into. So if you are considering biohacking for your skin and slowing your cellular aging, you have got to download my nine keys to healthier skin and slowing aging, which you can get at rachelvarga.ca slash slow aging. 
It's also available in the description of this episode. And what I do is I break down the five things you need to do for your skin and the four things you need to do for biohacking for the skin. And let me quickly summarize it. Clean up your air, water, lighting, and electromagnetics. And of course, add in those detoxing, the detoxification products and processes and all of that, like systemically, not just like wash your face, but like to cleanse your systems out. And you can find all my favorite biohacks at rachelvarga.ca slash favorites. That's where literally the list of everything I love is there. And I will actually add or remove items if they no longer meet my, what is the word that I want to call this? Okay. So basically I pre-vet everything on my e-store. I work with the best of the best brands and I distill it down to a couple of products from each line that are the superstars and I leave out the duds. That's why you could shop rest assured on my e-store that it's literally filtered down in front of you in one easy place to get your personal care products, your hand wash, body wash, deodorant, toothpaste, body lotions, your hair, skin, nail supplements, your grooming products, your dermal rollers, your hair care, your skin care in one easy place. Like legitimately, you all just kept asking me, Rachel, what do you use for this? What do you use for that? Because we trust your insights into skincare ingredients and that we know that you're going to recommend more non-toxic options to us. So ask and you shall receive. Check out my store at rachelvarga.ca, link in the description. But red light is not one of the first biohacks I recommend that you use. I recommend you start with purifying your air, water, lighting, reduce your EMF exposure, and do regular detoxing and cleansing. Before red light therapy, before circadian rhythm balancing glasses like the Viva Rays that you see me rocking all the time, I love these ones. I actually have a second prescription set on their way to me right now, which is incredible. So I don't have to wear my contacts so that I can see with my Viva Rays. And for anybody here over age like 50 or 60, that's super convenient to be able to have your prescription in there too. So I wanted to mention that. The other really funny thing that has come up time and time again with my girlfriends and a number of my girlfriends are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, not a number of them, but some of them have left their previous relationships and they are moving on to new things in their life path, whether that be a new job, a new relationship, they're back out there again, and they're not used to all this attention. They're getting attention from men who are like 10 to 25 years younger than them. And one of the things that I noticed in my clients that are in their 50s and 60s that are then engaging with younger men is it almost like gives them more energy and more radiance. And we kind of always hear about older men with younger women, but we don't often hear about more mature women with younger men. And we were having a good laugh about this at a ladies dinner. We're having a really good time with a couple girlfriends. And we're just like laughing about this, that you know they're just having the time of their life with these younger men. And then I thought to myself, what's going on here? Could there be something chemically, hormonally happening? And then 
I thought to myself, well, one of the things I do when I'm working out with my husband is I'll go over and give him a big smooch because one of my naturopaths told me a long time ago is to kiss your partner while working out so that you get some of their free-floating testosterone in their saliva. So here's this theory of mine, and I'm going to get to another theory in a second for what you have to look forward to in the future, but stick with me here. You are making out with someone younger than you. We test our hormones through our saliva. I don't think that it would be such a big stretch that you could, in fact, be accessing younger, healthier, more vital testosterone if you are more mature women with the younger male partner. Now, I think I need to um, research this a little bit more, but this is just something that I'm putting out there to postulate. I postulate a lot of things. I'm not always right, but some things I am right. So I kind of wonder if anybody else listening is an endocrinologist, for example, or studies hormones, that this could be a thing. Could this be a thing where if we have a younger partner, we actually can reap the benefit of having some of their hormones passed along to us in our saliva exchange. Now, the reason that I am talking about this is also twofold because I have a lot of other clients who have their partner on hormone replacement therapy in the form of a pellet, a patch, a cream. And then what happens is the products that their partner's taking to balance their hormones ends up negatively impacting their hormones. And this actually is pulling some insights from my previous background as a registered nurse, as an oncology nurse. So I did two years in oncology and palliative care. I did two years in peds ICU trach vent care. And then I moved into 11 plus years in the field of oculoplastics ophthalmology and as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist. So couple of backgrounds behind me. And one of the things that we learned with chemo protocols was if there's someone in your home that, hear me out, this is definitely relevant if anyone in your home is on hormone replacement therapies with like creams and topical stuff, just, just hear me out. If you have someone in your home who's going through chemotherapy and you are sharing dishes, you are sharing laundry, you are literally exposing yourself to the drug that they're taking. And I've seen this. One of my clients who lives with, you know, their mother was also a client of mine. Um, the mother was going through chemo at home and they were living together. And then the the daughter presents to me, it's just like, what is this rash on my skin? It looked like a terrible um, eczema, psoriasis, breakout. It, like the skin was open, it was sores. She went to her doctor, her doctor didn't have a clue, put on a hydrocortisone and said, okay, there you go. Let me know how things go. And I happen to know that this daughter was living with the mother and the mother was on chemotherapy. So we sometimes have to th really think about what is going on with skin changes and what's happening in our environments. So I take that understanding that if you're in the home, you're sharing dishes, you're sharing laundry with someone who's on chemo, anyone else in the home that you're sharing dishes and laundry with and a bathroom with, you're going to get exposed to chemotherapy. These are called chemo precautions where you literally do all your dishes, laundry, use a separate bathroom. Okay. 
I think that this is something to maybe provide a little bit more awareness on when it comes to if you are in a household with someone on hormone replacement therapy. Now, I have lots of clients that have had excellent outcomes with their HRT. They are being followed appropriately by a practitioner. This is not medical advice, by the way, in the show or any of the shows that I produce. This is educational information only. If you think you have a health condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. But if you can find a physician that is Western trained, that also understands the functional side of things and many other aspects, those are the rock star healers, in my opinion. So I have lots of clients that do very well with HRT. And then I have someone like my mom who actually developed estrogen receptor breast cancer from. So am I on one side of pro HRT or not HRT? I'd say in absolutely everything, it needs to be hyper-focused and specific to your needs. In no way, shape, or form can we ever make blanket statements about anything, including the statement safe and effective. Let me expand on this. When I was studying to take the MCAT and we're going through understanding questions and which ones are automatically right or, or wrong, the questions that are wrong in a test like the medical college admission test, any answer that is an absolute like this medication is safe and effective is wrong because you can never make absolute statements like that. So if on an exam, that is an answer in that way, very broad, all encompassing, not as specific as like two plus two is four kind of thing or some like chemistry or biochemistry concept where you have an actual definitive answer, but in broad statements like this is absolutely safe and effective for everybody, you can never make those statements unless there's 70 plus papers on something like vitamin D, okay? There's also that too, so bear with me. It's like you can never have an absolute yes or no to absolutely anything in this world. Everything, including your skincare and your skin and rejuvenation journey and plan must be hyper-focused and customized to your skin goals, your values, your budget, your lifestyle, your ethics, all this stuff. So that's where I come in. I help to give you access to what I believe to be the best of the best. And I'm always open to new products and new advancements, but they got to stand the test of time of that seven to eight years of having been on the market for optimal results. So, and I write academic papers talking about this too in my recent UK published journal, my rejuvenation algorithm, starting from least invasive to most invasive and being cautious with any of you that have any type of autoimmune condition or just not feeling well, like maybe that's not the time to be seeking out these additional rejuvenation options. If you have something behind the scenes that is kind of creating this low level of inflammation, you may very well be a hyper responder to something and that might not work out well for you. So read my papers. I'm creating awareness on this that I think is really important. So the other thing, the other reason why I wanted to talk about this is because the last two years we have gone through a very interesting time in human history that has led to what's called a human bifurcation point. And what that means is in human history, we were given an option to take this or to not take this. 
There was no in-between. There was no, okay, let's wait and see for it to be on the market for seven to eight years. It was take this to get this or don't take this and then you don't get this. Okay. And then, so then some people kind of found like a happy medium in between and figured out ways to navigate that. But that was the big human bifurcation point we just went through. No judgments from me, how you manage that and where you're at now. It doesn't matter. We're all on an individual journey and I am here to support you as best I possibly can with the highest intention wherever you are at. Okay. I just wanted to make that very clear. Now, the next human bifurcation point is transhumanism, all right? So I think that this is a very important, relevant topic to speak to, and I really should do an entire episode on this, but I'm going to just share in this update episode why I think it's important. Last Friday night, I had a producer from CBS who produces the Dr. Phil show send me an email Friday night and say, Hey, I see you're one of the few female speakers in biohacking. What do you know about microchipping? And so I promptly emailed them back and I said, well, actually I'm writing a paper on electromagnetics and non-ionizing radiation on the skin. So I do have some insights as to how radio frequencies and radiation actually impact the skin. Now, If you don't know what a microchip is, we have chipped animals for a long time now. And humans have also been chipped for some time now as well, for various different reasons, for uh, secret service, intelligence, for kidnapping, all sorts of things. However, now this is becoming... Now this is coming into our awareness. And the reason why I think this is important to share with you right now is the next human bifurcation point, which is transhumanism, is because I feel like shows like CBS are already starting to prime their audience for this upcoming next human bifurcation point, which is transhumanism, to get a chip or not to get a chip, to get a neural implant or to not get a neural implant, right? I mean, our phones, we basically have these things in our hands nonstop. And what's, you know, to say that, oh, let's just put a chip in your hand and then you can pay that way and we can track all your biometric data and, you know, see where you are at all times. And if you say have a something coming up with your health, we can get you the help you need as soon as as soon as possible. So we see certain things like having a cell phone, like having a alert bell on a senior in case they fall so they can get help right away. So that local emergency response can be notified. This is coming. Transhumanism is coming. It's the internet of things. It's the internet of bodies. This is coming. So my question to you, if you're a biohacker, are you going to get a chip? Would that be convenient to you to actually have an RFID chip implanted into your hand? So instead of having to wear a whoop band, an aura ring, or sleep on the eight sleep mattress pro pad cover, or wear any of these other trackables or wearables, if you could install a chip to give you that data, would you do it? Would that be convenient for you? 
Now, I can't help but think, but how this could be manipulated. And the way that I foresee this happening, which is, you know, just, just prepare yourself. It's like, if you think about a possible outcome, it's a possible outcome. The fact that it's actually being thought about right now. So I think that the whole thing with the microchipping, with the transhumanism, is that it will start to collect biometric data. Any data of any kind is highly valuable these days. Data is the new oil. Hello, think of Ancestry and me and tw- or Ancestry and 23andMe and all these other D- GNA, GNA, DNA gene grab products that is basically harvesting your data and the data of your family and it's being utilized in ways that you probably didn't realize this is where i think these are going so for example if you have an rfid chip it detects you had a bad sleep maybe maybe just maybe amazon essentials that has their own supplement line big tech making supplements what could possibly go wrong have their amazon drone that night deliver your melatonin for that evening that they made that is not third-party independent lab tested they do their own lab testing not to worry right says that on their website by the way researched it and then poof that evening you have something to help you sleep better or you're about to say have some type of cardiac event or a clotting issue and a stroke and then emergency personnel can be alerted to your aid so there's a lot of i think pros and cons to anything that's new and being rolled out and it's never going to be a hard yes or a hard no I mean I think it could be for some people but for me for what I know to be true is you definitely want to wait that seven to eight years for it to be applied on the general population I've learned that with aesthetic injectables and then you also really want to have a good understanding of how, say, for example, it may be used in the future because RFID chips emit a radio frequency. It's like having something that's like an aura ring that's a Bluetooth wearable emitting Bluetooth all the time. And we know that non-ionizing radiation negatively impacts the skin. It negatively impacts the eyes. It negatively impacts and changes the electromagnetic interactions of your blood. We can see this through live blood cell analysis. So my mind cannot help but reel at this upcoming human choice point and what is going to happen, how it's going to play out. That's my prediction. I think that we're going to see people getting these RFID chips. They're going to get all this health metric data sent to the cloud. They're going to get alerts on their cell phone. Hey, take this supplement tonight. It'll help you sleep better. Or your this is this is low. Your blood sugar is a bit high. Blood sugar is a bit low. Take this, 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 right? I think it's just going to drive more consumption. And what we're seeing now with people with RFID chips, it's starting their Tesla. It's when they are approaching coming home. It's unlocking their doors to their home. It is turning their lights on. It's putting the music on that they want. It's allowing them to make seamless payment transactions by hovering their hand over a payment um, a payment system, a POS. And so the fact that you can just hover your hand over this like point of sale system, it's emitting a signal. It's like when you take your credit card or your debit card or whatever, and you hold it over a point of sale system, 
you don't even have to touch it. You don't even have to actually tap it. It just needs to be like hovered around it because it's always the sending and receiving. And that constant digital sending and receiving is what is messing with our blood. So the other prediction I have is that having pure, stabilized, electromagnetically grounded blood is something that is going to be the holy grail of slowing aging. And we're already seeing this study with parabiosis, with hooking up an old rat to a new rat and making the old rat young again at the expense of the, the young new rat. So these things are like already available for us to learn about. It's just like, how is it all going to be pieced together? And that is how I predict it will be pieced together. It'd be very interesting to look back at this episode a year, year and a half from now that, you know, maybe what we've seen within the last year, year and a half with the human bifurcation point that we just experienced, what it might be like with this upcoming transhumanism bifurcation point. Are we gonna get chips in our eyes so that we can surf the web? Where these glasses that are integrating with like neural link in the brain so we can surf the web through our glasses. We can make cell phones through a chip in our hand. We can pay through a chip in our hand. We can start our car with the chip in our hand. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't really have a word for it. I think the feeling I have with this is that everything is just simply trying to mess with our pure biology and our genes. It's like every toxic exposure we're being exposed to in air, water, lighting, electromagnetics with skincare being made by big P with supplements being made by big tech. It's just like all of these points for interference, I think at some point will definitely become too overwhelming for the human species. And we're going to see a lot of issues. And one of the issues we're already seeing is, and in Canada, Stats stats Canada, death rate from death of unknown cause from 2019 to 2020 doubled. Let me repeat that. Death of unknown cause from 2019 to 2020, as per Stats Canada on the government website, doubled. And in the many years leading up to that, it had remained the same. And that did not include respiratory disease deaths, okay? I even emailed Stats Canada to confirm that is this actually a number is this an error is this correct can you clarify what th- what this means and i have email confirmation that that number was in fact correct and it's death of unknown cause so we are seeing things shift with how the environment is impacting our biology and i would say that the advice i will take i'm about to take my own advice here is to maintain a sovereign body, mind, spirit, energy. Keep clear your air, water, lighting, electromagnetics with regular cleansing. Support good companies and good people doing good things. And maybe for you, yourself, be of service in some way. Help make this world a better place. I think if we can focus on those multitude of aspects of ourselves, we can... The word that I'm looking for is preserve. We can preserve ourselves. And at the same time, we're going to be slowing our cellular aging. So to live in this way, as you could see, it's not a stretch that 
there probably are some powers that be out there that don't want you to know this information, that don't want you to have this understanding that every single choice you make today with your body, mind, spirit, energy practices will have a downstream cumulative impact on how healthy you are. If you die of unknown causes, if you develop cancer and all these other things. So just start to make good decisions. Your skin will thank you. Your hair will thank you. Your nails will grow like weeds. I got to cut my nails off, by the way. I cannot play my guitar with these claws anymore, but they do look kind of cool on camera. I have some media stuff coming up next week. So I will be cutting them after that. I miss playing my Gibson Les Paul and my acoustic in the sunshine outside. It's a good time. Maybe I'll serenade you one of these days. Let me know if you found today's episode interesting, talking about all sorts of things with sulfates and preservatives and very popular skincare brands. Talking about red light therapy, how that's kind of like an extra on top of your basics of clean air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, Find my favorite biohacks on my favorites page, named accordingly <laughs> on my website. Link is in the description, rachelbarga.ca. The potential benefits of being with a younger partner and my upcoming prediction with transhumanism. Let me know if you found this episode interesting. It was a little off track from what I typically do. However, if you understand what may be coming down the pipeline, you can start to make more conscious and more informed decisions for yourself. And I think that in the age of information, there can just be so much information. And I hear this with my clients with their skincare. It's like, it's so difficult for, for people to pick the right skincare protocols for them and routines and know if what they're using is going to work and if it's non-toxic. And that is truly what I spend my entire life doing right now is figuring out how we can get the best hair, skin, nails of our lives using clean actives, using clean formulations, coupling that with your at-home and in-clinic routines, as well as this other very interesting aspect that I love to um, enhance my awareness on, which is the biohacking and the functional side of things. Nobody else is doing this to the way that I am in the skin aging space, as well as being an academically published researcher and peer reviewer. So I feel like if you stuck around this long, we are of a similar tribe and I welcome you to spend time with me further. You can book a one-on-one -on -one session with me for us to connect, spend some time together, discuss your skin goals, and I will be more than happy to create an at-home and in-clinic plan just for you and also provide you with that wonderful ongoing training and follow-up and guidance. I'll be here rooting, in your, rooting you on from the corner of the sidelines and also join my seasonal skin camps with Fall Skin Camp happening right now. Don't miss out. Skin camps are where I provide all my tutorials Existing one-on-one -on -one clients, I recommend at least every one-on-one -on -one client take at least one skin camp. But if you're not yet a one-on-one -on -one client of mine, you're also welcome to join my upcoming fallskincamp.com. Stay tuned for something really big that's happening behind the scenes. So I'm thinking of you, Dana, and all these other ladies and gentlemen that are maybe in their 50, 60 and up. They're literally creating a new life for themselves or 30s or 40s and they're wanting to enhance their 
earning potential in their professional lives? How can they, how can we all enhance our personal relationships? And how do we do that by first focusing on ourselves to create our greatest version of ourselves so that all of the other interactions that we have with other people, places, and things are done so in a more high vibe, radiant, beautiful, and with the utmost purest intention way. That's what I'm about to teach you in something big coming up. So stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe, like, share this episode with a friend or family member. I love you so much. I'm sending all the good vibes to you. I'm really grateful that you're here taking this journey with me in this audio only content here on the show. I'd love to hear your feedback on today's episode. Do you like these update type episodes? Do you like hearing my thought processes for where I think we're going to next? Uh, Do you not like to hear them? I want to hear from you. Do you like the music in the show? Do you not like the music in the show? How can I continue to serve you better? Send me a direct email, info at rachelvarga.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And you're probably, and you're going to probably make my day by just saying hi and letting me know who you are, where you're from, and what you would love to hear more of right here on the Rachel Varga podcast.